what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade people. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us, so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen, rather than in what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. Hallelujah. Mm -mm. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we do now bless you and we reverence your name, God. Father, we understand and we realize that you know our name. And because you know our name, it causes us to be special. Many people know our names, God, and it doesn't uh, mean much. Some people know our names and they misuse our names. Some people uh, know our names and they would actually try and project uh, another name upon the name that you've given us. But God, you've given us a name. And because you know us, because you know all about us, because you call us by that name, there's nothing we have to worry about. There's there's no fire that can come against us. There's no giants that can come against us. There's no weapon that can be formed against us because you know our name. You walk with us. You talk with us. You tell us we are your own. So, God, we pray that as we go through uh, this uh, Bible lesson that you have for us today, this 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 preaching, teaching moment, God, that you would be with us. God, that you would speak to us so clearly, God, that we would know that we have been spoken to by the Lord. And Father, we honor you and we give your name praise. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. From the just read scripture of uh, Second. Corinthians, the fifth chapter, the 11th through the 17th verse, I just want to uh, share with you uh, or ask you just a simple question. And that question is simply this. Do you know how special you are? Do you know how special you are? Uh, you know, some of us, we, we, we are funny. We will, uh, Tell people, you know, how special we are. You know, don't you know I'm special? That's what we do. We we will say things like, you know, don't you don't you know who I am? Don't you know I'm special? And we say it jokingly. And quite frankly, there are some of us that don't say it jokingly. We really mean what it is that we say. You know, we 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 mean that we're special. We we mean that we feel as though we are different from everyone else. And, and and rightfully so, you all, rightfully so, we should think that we are different. We should feel as though we are different, uh, not because 
of within ourselves that we're that special, but simply because we are in the almighty grip of God. And it's because of God that we are special. But do you understand how special you really are? Do do you realize how you being uh, in the body of Christ, you being in the family of God makes you special? I I remember um, when I was uh, a child growing up in church um, that there would be various things I would try and do with the other kids. I would try and do, y'all know what I'm talking about. I would try and do with the other kids. The The kids would slip out a little early from when Sunday school let out and we would run down to the corner store before church got started. And, and sometimes we could slip in that back door and, and get up to the choir stand before anybody recognized it. And it seemed like everybody else could get away with it but me. And I, I would get so frustrated because I was that kid that they didn't just fuss at me and let me go by. They would fuss at me <clears throat> and then they would tell my aunt, who was the dean of Christian education at the church, who in turn would tell my other aunt, who was the head of the usher board, who in turn told my grandmama, who was on the mother's board, who in turn told my mama. So I got this thing four ways, north, south, east, and west. I had this thing coming at me. And I could never understand why. And it was one of the, I think it was the the superintendent of the Sunday school. I was working in the Sunday school and I would get frustrated because I couldn't just do stuff like the other kids. And she said, you just don't see how special you are. And and I thought she was saying special because, you know, I sang in a choir. I, I did some stuff at the church and I thought they didn't want me to embarrass You know, the church and things like, I didn't know what that meant. But what she was trying to teach me was that I had given my life to the Lord at an early age. And because I had done that, that put me in a category of a specialty in terms of the Lord. Not necessarily because I was special within myself, because myself wanted to go down to the corner store and get some candy. Before church started. Can can I just talk about it? I I, I wanted to do like the other kids. I I wanted to, to be like the other kids. But do you realize and understand. That when you become. When you get in a certain category. You, you can't do like everybody else. I, I learned in my secular job. That when I became a manager. <clears throat> there were certain things that were expected of me. That were different than what I could do when I was a regular employee. Y'all know what I'm talking about. There, there, there were certain benefits, of course, that came with it. It means I didn't have to uh, clock in hourly. I became salaried. And so, I, 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 you know, when I got there, I got there. But it also meant no matter how long I stayed, I didn't get overtime. I just wish somebody <clears throat> would understand what I'm saying here. So there were certain benefits to being special, but then there were also certain requirements I had to adhere to in terms of being special. You all, in the body of Christ, we have to understand, you all, that we are special. We're special. Yes, we live in this world, but we're not 
of this world. And because of that, we have to do things differently. We have to do things differently. It's not just because, you know, I sit in the place that I sit now that I'm special, but because I am in the body, I am special. And because you are in the body, you are special. That's the reason why y'all, y'all can't get away with claiming that extra child on your tag. I said it. I said it. You, you can't get away with claiming that extra child that don't belong to you on your taxes. You're looking for that extra money and it seems as though you come out on the lesser end of that money than you would have had you not claimed that child. Somebody talked to me on today. <laughs> come on. There's certain things that other folks seem like they can get away with that you can't get away with simply because God is expecting different from you because you are special. You are your special. Paul was writing in this letter. To the church in Corinth. It was his second letter to the church in Corinth. And he had started off by talking about uh, the reassurances that we have being in the body. We, he started out with the, the assurances that we have. He, he, he talked about uh, at some point that this earthly body, you know, this, this tent of this earthly body was going to go away. But we didn't have to worry about it because, you know, we're going to go to a building that's not made by hand. He was talking about us transitioning from the old body to the new body. He talked about the, the reassurances that we can have being in the body of Christ. Understand this, you all, that the reassurances that we have. Being saved doesn't mean that, okay, I get saved, I, I, I get baptized, I shake the preacher's hand, I join the church, I get in the choir or on the praise team, I, I, I work in a couple uh, of the auxiliaries of the church, and I can still keep being my, my nasty attitude self. I wish somebody would talk to me in here. You all, being saved is not a pass for you to keep being who it is that you've always been. Mm -hmm. It's not a pass for you to keep uh, acting like you've always been. It's not a pass for you to act like you better than everybody else. That's not what being saved means. There are some expectations. God help me. There's some expectations of us being in the body of Christ. There's some expectations. So, so Paul was talking about the, 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 the reassurances that we can have uh, being in, in the body of Christ. He talked about how we don't have to worry about uh, uh, this body uh, going you know, to a place and, and us going to a place, a lake of fire. He was talking about the regenerated bodies that we will get uh, when we transition from this earthly life to our heavenly home. He, he talked about the, the reassurances that we can have. And, and, and then he went on to talk about how uh, uh, he, Paul, uh, resolved to uh, uh, glorify and honor God in his earthly body, he wasn't going to wait until he got on the other side, but he had a resolve to please God, not just in his earthly body, his heavenly body, but in his earthly body as well. Can I, can I just, can I just talk to somebody on today? You all, we can't wait until uh, it's getting closer to our older time. Well, you know, I'm young. I, I got time to be able to get it right. Can, can, can I just tell you something? Y'all, it's something out there. 
and it's no respecter of age and it's no respecter of person and it's no respecter of, of your economic status and it's no respecter of who you hang around and it's no respecter of how smart you think you are and it's no respecter of your street cred there I, I'm not just even talking about corona you all you've got to understand that the enemy has designs to take you out because he knows your potential and your specialness if I can use that word your specialness in the kingdom so the enemy is trying to punk you out of your position my 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 he knows who you are and so he's trying to get in your head and, and in your heart and, and tell you you got time you you got time to get it together you you got time you got you got time to go ahead and, and, and get your money right to tithe. You got time. You you got time to quit cussing. You 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 got time. You got time to to treat people better. You got time. You got time to start all that fasting. What is she talking about? Turning down the plate. You eating good during Rona time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when you go back to work, maybe 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 you do it then. But but come on now, we got that free EBT coming in. Come on now, you you eating good. You got time to 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 fast. You you got time to. To get the prayer meeting. What what you got? Think life is good for you right now. What what are you taking time out for prayer meeting for? You you got time. You got time to get the Bible study. I mean, all they're gonna do is talk about the same stuff she's talking about on Sunday. You got time. But can I help you out with something? You don't. The Bible says that no man knows the day nor the hour. In which the son of man will come. No no man knows. So how is it that you can say. That you have time. When you don't own time. When you don't give yourself time. So you can get more money. You can work on your health. You can get more education. But the one thing that you cannot get. More of is time. Time is a limited commodity. It is a limited resource. And once you waste it or once it goes away, that's it. It's done. It's done. You all, and understand this, just as special as you're going to be later, you're just that special right now. So you've got to realize and understand that you need to be like Paul and make a resolve within yourself. That you are going to serve God, not just on the other side, but you're going to serve him with your body right now. What else does the Apostle Paul tell them? He tells them that, listen, you are, I talked about these requirements before. That it's not just enough for you to be saved. But there are some expectations. There are some requirements to you being saved. And and, and understand this, that saved or not, you still got to go before the judgment seat. Uh, you, You still got to stand before God. You still got to go before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account of everything that you do. Before you got saved, B.C., before Christ, and A.D., after deliverance. Come on, Zion. You've got to give an account of all of it. And I don't know about you, but I raised so much hell BC before Christ that I don't want to have to tell them about nothing else <laughs> on the other side. Come on, somebody. I, I see some head shaking there. I, I know you know what I'm talking about. So you all, we have to make a resolve within ourselves 
that we're going to commit ourselves to the special life that we are living of salvation. So let, let, let's talk about the text of today. Uh, 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, the, the 11th through the 17th verse. You all, do you realize and understand that we uh, have a special ministry? We have a special ministry. We have a task. What What is our task, you all? Well, the task was mentioned in, in, in the first opening scriptures. It says, therefore, now knowing the fear of the Lord. Now, understand this fear does not mean being afraid of God, but it mean, means having a, 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 a reverence, having an awe of God, having a, 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 a respect, a, a overwhelming respect and reverence for God. Paul said, now, now having the, the reverence of God, the fear of God, we persuade men. <laughs> Meaning that our task, our special task, our special ministry is that now that we have a reverence for God, we ought to be persuading others. Now, now that we know the blessings of the Lord, we ought to be telling somebody else. Now that we have experienced God, we're not supposed to keep it to ourselves. We, we ought to be going out and telling somebody else. Listen, you can't say somebody won't stay still and listen to it. Uh, for the most part, many of us are still on lockdown. I've seen more folks that were staying in uh, for the 4th of July yesterday than I ever have in all my days. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're not out doing what we used to do. During the holidays, we're not, we're not out doing it. You all, and in this season, you all folks are looking for some hope. In this season of, of, of pandemic uh, uh, situations and in this season of racial uh, tensions and in this season of economic uh, strife and downturn, folks are looking for hope. How is it that we can be a people that are holding on to hope and not be hope pushers? Come on, somebody. We ought to be some hope pushers in this season. We should be persuading men, as as, as Paul said. So, because, you know, as we have become manifest, as we have been revealed to God, so... We should be revealing these special lives that God has given us to others. We should be telling somebody, listen, if somebody doesn't know that even during this pandemic that you still attending worship, that you still go to church. If somebody doesn't know that you still giving God honor by fasting on Sundays uh, or whenever it is during the course of the week, if folks don't know. That you still give God your daily devotion in the morning. If folks don't know that they can call on you in the time of trouble and, and, and ask for prayer, then what do they know about you? What do they know about your life? What, what do they know about your walk with the Lord? Again, it's not about us being special, but it's about the special one being in us. And that's what makes us special. You all, we have a special ministry, a special task. Not for us to be proud of ourselves, like we've done something. But we've got to realize and understand that we ought to be excited about this special ministry that God has given us, the special task 
that God has given us. Because it is about us uh, reconciling sinners unto God. That's what verses 14 and 15 are telling us. Paul said, for if the love of God controls us, that one died for all, therefore all died. And he died for all. So that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. You all, he has died for all of us. You do realize he didn't just die for the church folk. (laughs) I know that's not what you're trying to hear on this morning. He didn't just die for the church folk, but he died for the sinners that they might be a part of the universal church, meaning the ecclesia, the assembly of a believer. Not to be a member of your church. I don't know who I'm watching. God help me. Not to be on somebody's membership role. I mean, that's that's important. Hebrews 10 and 25 says that's important. But that's not what I'm talking about right now. Because can I, I, I'm so, can I help you out with something? Being on the roll of his house worship center ain't going to get you into heaven. I'm sorry. I'm just being real with you. I'm being honest with you. But having your name on the roll of the Lamb's book of life is what's going to get you in the glory. I'm concerned about you being in a Bible believing, Bible teaching church. So that you understand how special you are. But being on a church roll is not what's going to get you in heaven. Being on the role of the Lamb's book of life, being on the, as they say, having your name written in glory, that's what's going to get you into heaven. (laughs) But we've got to understand you all that Jesus died for all sinners. Whether they go to your church or not, whether they are part of your reformation or not, whether they are part of your denomination or not, he died for all sinners. But it is still at the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. You still must confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. That is the prescription that salvation comes through. But Christ died for all sinners and it is our ministry. To let men and women know that Jesus died to reconcile, to bring back, to reconnect all sinners to God. That's our ministry. I got this red shirt on. I got this collar on. But guess what? It is not just my ministry. Sheep beget sheep. It is all of our jobs to tell somebody, listen, I don't run in your circles. I don't know all your friends. I would be tired trying to do all that. I don't know all your friends, but you do. You have a direct connection and they trust you. So why not tell them? Why not tell them about the Lord? Let me keep going on lest I keep you too long. So not only. You all, do we have this task, this this ministry of of, of telling uh, the world about uh, 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 the fact that um, we are are special and that Christ has reconciled us 
to him. But you all, he has given us a special title. He's given us a special title. And this is the, this is where we're going to close out. The, the Bible says that in verses 16 and 17, it says, Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. I paused for effect. We recognize no one according to the flesh. Can I just put a pin there right quick? You all, some of us won't talk to somebody about getting connected with the Lord because you're looking at them with your natural eyes. They ain't ready. <laughs> Come on, somebody. They ain't trying to hear it. They, 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 they still do it X, Y, and Z. They ain't trying to get their life right. But here's my question. Who looked at you differently that they chose to tell you about the Lord? Because it wasn't just about you, uh, it wasn't just about you, um, uh, uh, hearing the preacher. It wasn't just about the choir singing, but you all, somebody told you about the Lord. Somebody had that for real show enough in your face conversation. And, and the and you didn't have to get saved then because the Bible also says, one plants, one waters, but God gives the increase. But you had some folks that were speaking into your life, telling you about the goodness of the Lord. You did. You did. Who looked at you differently? Who looked past your sin? Who looked past you and was able to see what you needed? The songwriter said, he looked beyond my faults and saw my needs. Who did he send to look beyond your fault? To tell you about the Lord. Paul says. We we uh, from now on. We recognize no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him in this way no longer. The scripture says in verse uh, 17. And we all know this one because we get excited. Therefore if any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. Old things are what? Passed away. And behold. All things become new. Listen, you all. Do you realize that you're special because you're no longer the person you used to be? Right there. Somebody ought to get up, drop their phone and run around their house. Ah! Because you're no longer the person you used to be. You're no longer the person that, 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 ah, oh, God help me in here. You're no longer the person that used to get on your own nerve. <laughs> Come on, Zion. You're no longer the person that you sometimes wish you could get away from. But you're a new person. <laughs> all things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So here's the deal. If the Bible says that you're new, well, help me out, Apostle. If the Bible says that I'm new, then why is it that uh, 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 I, I still sometimes find myself doing the old stuff? Because they old habits. There's no place in the Bible. I was just sharing this with somebody yesterday and we were just talking about this. There's no place in the Bible that says that you will no longer ever be tempted. Matter of fact, the Bible says that Jesus was tempted, but he knew no sin. So we will be tempted, but you don't have to give in to the temptation. Come on, somebody. Somebody catch a hold of what I'm saying on today. 
And, and, and being tempted doesn't mean being tempted to, to beat somebody down or being tempted to, to, you know, do, 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 you know, something perverse or, or being tempted to do something you ain't got to, I mean, being tempted can simply mean God telling you that you need to call somebody and pray for them and you don't. I ain't calling them because that voice is telling you, nah, nah, you can't, you, you can't pray like so-and-so or what you going to say. You're going to run out of words. They don't want to hear you praying. That's temptation. That's the enemy feeding something in your ear against what God told you to do. See, we always think of temptation being tempted to do something bad, but we could be tempted to not do something good. I wish somebody would grab a hold to what I just said. <laughs> you can be tempted to not do something right. But you don't necessarily have to be tempted to do something wrong. I wish somebody would understand what I'm trying to say here. You, you can be tempted <laughs> to not fast when you know you should be fasting. Now, eating is not a sin. <laughs> Woo! Eating is not a sin. <laughs> But if the Lord is telling you to fast and you're not fasting, then guess what? Listen, <laughs> we've got to understand you all that when we are in Christ, we are new. We don't have to give place to the temptation. We've got to learn to do what uh, 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 Paul said it like this. He said that he had a fear. A reverence for God. Our reverence for God should be so strong that it overtakes our desire to fall into temptation. When you realize how special you are, you realize that you can't do like everybody else. When you realize how special you are, you realize you can't walk like everybody else. When you realize how special you are, you realize you can't talk like everybody else. When you realize how special you are, you ought to think differently than everybody else. When you realize how special you are, you ought to step outside of yourself. Look yourself back in the face and say, baby, you can make it. In spite of what folks said about you, baby, you can make it. Why? Because you're special. Not special because of what you are, <laughs> but special because of who he is in you. Do you know how special you are? The Bible says if any man be in Christ, not if I be in Tish, that's where I mess up. Come on in here. That's where I mess up when I'm in myself. But when a person is in Christ, they're a new creature. All things are passed away. So nobody can hold it against you. Nobody can dangle it over your head. It doesn't matter what people say about you. It doesn't matter what it is they try and bring up. It doesn't matter when they say, remember back in uh, 1994 when uh, you and I, you say, baby, that was 1994. This is 2020 And even though hell is breaking loose in 2020 I'm not going to help to raise the hell I'm a new creature All things have passed away And behold all things become new I'm a new creature I got a new walk I got a new talk I even got a new smile Because I know who I am I know who's in me I know how I am I know who I am And I know whose I am <laughs> I know whose I am I know who I am. Do you know how special you are? You don't have to fall for the okey doke of this life. You don't. 
You don't have to fall for for uh, 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 the stuff that's thrown at you. Just because you used to be upset when 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 somebody uh, uh, came slick at you, you don't have to be not. See, some of us can I just say it like this? I promise you, we 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 gonna bring this to a close. See, some of us feel like because we used to cut the food <laughs> when somebody came at us crazy and now we on the Lord's side and because it used to be indicative of us to cut the food, we still feel like when somebody come at us, that's the way we need to react. That's the way we need to respond because that's what I've always done and that's the only thing they're going to understand. But do you realize that when you are special, when you are new, you do things new. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And sometimes the enemy will bring stuff at you just to try and and get you to think that you're not new, that you're not special. But can I encourage you on today? The word of God. That is, if you are in Christ, you are special. You are a new creature. All that other stuff, it's in the past. All things become new. Even old uh, uh, situations can be new in how you respond to them. See, don't react anymore, but respond. And sometimes we got to take it before the Lord. Lord, what you want me to do with this? Because you already know how I feel about this. What, what do you want me to do? And then be quiet to hear what he has to say. You all, we have a special ministry. And our ministry is to, to persuade men to have a reverence and awe a fear for God. Our ministry is to let sinners know that they have been reconciled to God through the act of the cross. The power of the cross is what reconciles them to God. And we've got to understand that we have a special task, a special ministry, a special title. And that title is new. We're not talking about apostle. We're not talking about evangelist. We're not talking about uh, prophet. We're not talking about teacher. I'm not even talking about that. I'm not talking about those titles. Every single last one of us in the body of Christ got a title. We got a new title. And guess what? It's new. (laughs) So somebody said, you got a title in the church? Uh Uh-huh. What is it? New. (laughs) I got a title. And it's new. New? What do you mean? I'm in Christ. And so I'm new. All this other stuff has passed away. So when you fall into a temptation, it's not that you're still old. It's just you still got some habits that God's got to walk you through. But don't allow it to trick you into believing that you're not new. You are a regenerated soul. A regenerated spirit. You are reconciled. You are reconciled to God. Through Jesus Christ. 
And if we go on in that fifth chapter, Paul goes on to say that God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. What does that mean, my brothers and my sisters? It means that it is our special ministry to go out and reconcile sinners, bring sinners in into the newness of Christ. Do you know how special you are? Because you truly are special. Jesus knew he was special. He knew he was special because he knew he was the only one. He knew he was the only one that could be the sacrificial lamb that would be unblemished and that would wipe out all of the other sacrifices. See, there was always a Passover lamb. There was always one that, that was raised with, with a family and, and they, they, they fed it and, and they nurtured it and, and they did all of that. And then they had to slaughter the lamb for the Passover. Jesus was our Passover lamb. He is the Passover lamb. He was slaughtered at the hands of men. But he knew that he had to do it so that we could get the title of new. He did it for all sinners. He didn't just do it for the church folk. Because the church folk at one point were non-church folk. Can I just help you here? And truth be told, <laughs> truth, truth be told, <laughs> When we say church folk, we're not talking about his house church or, 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 you know, other names of churches that are here in this earthly realm. We're talking about the universal church, the body of Christ, the one that God is coming back for without a spot or wrinkle, the bride of Christ. That's who Christ died for. And if you're watching, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or Periscope, however it is that you're watching us on today. He died for you too. Whether you're a member of a church or not, whether you've given your life to the Lord or not, he died for you too. Have you ever uh, been someplace and somebody was passing out something and they gave it to you and, and you said, what's this? And they said, it's for you. And they said, why? I didn't do anything. I know. Take it. It's a gift. There's a gift that's been given to you that you have not accepted yet. And that gift is salvation. And it's very easy to accept that gift. You don't have to know scripture verses. You don't have to join the church. You don't have to be in a church building. You don't have to do any of that. It's very simple. All you have to do is recognize the ABCs of salvation. Let me share those with you right now. All you have to do is recognize the ABCs of salvation. The first thing you need to do is accept that you are a sinner. You got to just be honest. Admit it. Admit that you're a sinner. That you've fallen short. The second thing you have to do is believe that Jesus paid the price for sin with his death on the cross. And then the C is confess. Confess and repent of your sins. 
not only confess and repent of your sins, but confess that Christ is Lord. Those, my friends, are the ABCs of salvation. It's just that simple. All you've got to do is accept. All you've got to do is believe. And all you've got to do is confess. So if you're here on, on today, if you're watching Worshiping with us, and you say on today, I want to be new. I want my title to be new. I want you to repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I'm a sinner. I haven't done everything good, but God, you've always been good. I believe in my heart that Jesus paid the price for sin with his death on the cross. I'm confessing my sins before you now. And I'm confessing that Jesus is my Savior and my Lord. The Bible says, if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. Thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Savior and my Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are saved. And no man can pluck you out of the Father's hand. Do you know how special 